0: Hello, hello, and welcome to an exciting episode. Uh, actually, it's... Uh, let, me, let me try it again. Welcome to a teaser episode of 4S, the inaugural episode of 4S. Not really an episode at all, uh, because the episodes won't start until February, unless I decide to do them sooner. I'm kind of ready now. But um, I wanted to do a, uh, a short one, uh, to give you a little bit of a flavor of uh, what's going to go on. So this is Skeptics and Seekers Sunday Sermon. And uh, in the pew with me today is Andrew Knight. How you doing, Andrew?
1: I'm doing great. I guess uh, if this is a teaser episode, I should open with neener, neener, neener. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a teaser. Um, okay. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have opened with that. Yeah, I'm doing great. Look, thanks for, uh, thanks for inviting me. I watched this video that we're about to, uh, about to review. And, um, ow.
0: Yeah, no, it's, I, look, people don't go, don't go watch this video. Don't do it. We watched it so that you don't have to. Um. I would almost say don't listen to the video, but we're about to do a show. So uh, the video is going to be there. It's uh, The video is about nine minutes long. So don't worry. It's going to be a really short show. <laughs> 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 Only nine minutes. Um, right. How how long can we make it? Um, at any rate, uh, Andrew, so we haven't talked about any ground rules uh, on this. I'm recording this in a very different way. Uh, and so <laughs> we're just going to do this uh, all up front. Uh, in, in everybody's stuff. I will say this. Uh, when we uh, when we did 4A, I know 4S sounds a lot like 4A, mm. it's completely an accident. Um, ask an Atheist Anything, uh, Andrew and I uh, did that first episode together. It seems only fitting that we would do this uh, first one together as well, 4S Skeptics and Seekers Sunday Sermon. I'm saying it that way because I... I Envision in my mind that I'm gonna add some echo and post <laughs> I <don't> I,
1: know. <laughs> so uh so now you know folks there are no live effects it's all uh, it's all done post process
0: well there can be live <laughs> effects uh don't uh that that's not necessarily true. I just didn't do that one <laughs> so, um there's there's uh maybe a mis uh, mis uh uh understanding of how much preparation I put into this um Very little, very little, Uh, enough to get the recording out, uh, but not enough to really think through what I was going to do. So uh, that's, that's the way I like to podcast people (laughs) by the seat of my pants. Uh, So we're going to, we're going to jump right into this and uh, Andrew, I'm going to, I'm going to play this through, but I'm going to stop it liberally. And whereas you don't have a button, (laughs) stop it. You can stop it too. You're just going to have to say something like stop the tape. And then, and then I will, I will stop it. Understood.
1: Um, Um, Sorry about the background noise, folks. I am out for a lunchtime walk. Um, So that's what the uh, car traffic is. uh, By the way, does, does 4S have any uh, family (laughs) friend, try that again, have any family friendly rules?
0: uh, Yes. Uh, Take it, take a day uh, with your family and do something else besides listen to this with them. So those are the rules. Um, so if if you were if you were planning on doing a family day sitting around the hearth listening to 4s, you have a problem, and I am not the one who's going <laughs> to fix it.
1: <laughs> I, I, I sort of meant, um, uh, do I have to watch my vocabulary because uh, you know it shows where I I have to. Uh, SU has a pretty has a pretty. Uh, diligently followed rule about language, um, you know. And, and so uh, if there's, a, if there's a, an attempt to keep a family friendly rating, uh, I will abide.
0: Skeptics and Seekers in none of its forms has ever had a family friendly rating. Uh, whenever, <laughs> whenever I put it up, I always very uh, clearly say on the YouTube channel or anywhere it uh, shows up, not for kids. Okay. Yeah. I, and, and I do that for you. It's not because we curse like sailors. I mean, we do. But it's not that. It's that I don't, I don't want kids listening to it. I would rather kids grow up not listening to any of this crap at all. Uh, so if you happen to have already been, been infected by it, great. This show's for you. But if, if you haven't, get a ball and go outside and play. Yes. Loud cheers. So, all right. So this video. Uh, the name this person's name is Francis Chin. I do not know who he is, uh, so I only discovered him this morning and by accident. Uh, so Francis Francis Chin, he is in the process of writing a book. Uh, I can't remember the name of the book he's writing. Do you remember, uh, Andrew? I
1: I don't. He held it up in the video. He talked about it a couple of times. Um, I if if the book
0: it's erasing is hell. Written-
1: uh, if it's written with the same reasoning that's in the video, it's not a book I'll pick up.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, just one correction. So he's not holding the book. He's holding a Bible. He's using it as a prop. Um, I, now, uh, oh, I
1: thought he held his book up. One no. So yes, he does read from Revelation 20 and maybe from uh, Romans 9. He makes some other scripture references. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: He says he's either in the process of writing it or getting ready to write it, and he's asks for prayer at the end to look, I don't I don't want to spoil it. Um erasing hell. So you might think that uh this is a progressive Christian who is uh trying to reframe hell in a friendlier fashion. Interesting Mm. thing about these nine minutes, he never once expresses his views on hell (laughs) at all. Um, But what he and so that's not what we're gonna talk about. What he does do is he talks about the way he thinks and reasons um, and that's what I found interesting that's why I am doing this uh show right now because it it reveals the way Christians reason in a, in a way that i that I find to be not just distasteful but also immoral, and the way he abrogates his moral responsibility and personal responsibility um for the sake of his God and his his religion. But we'll we'll get into that. I am I am very curious. Christians listening to this, do you reason this way? When you when you listen to this guy speak, do you do you see yourself in that or do you see him as reasoning in an incorrect way? Uh that a way that you would disagree with? I'm curious, Christians, tell me tell me about this. Um I can tell you that I used to reason this way, but I couldn't maintain it. It didn't, it didn't take. <laughs> but uh, I would argue that to be a Christian, you kind of have to reason this way, or you have to stop being a mainstream Christian and become a progressive. So uh, that said, Andrew, did you, uh, did you have any uh, thoughts before I hit the tape?
1: No, let's, let's dive in because um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it needs run up. Right. This is this is bad on toast, and uh, uh, I think anything that I could say ahead of time is just going to take away from it.
0: Yeah, and uh, just a quick shameless plug, uh, Red Letters, uh, we are, uh, t- tomorrow as I record this, uh, so you may hear it one day before uh, the uh, new Red Letters show, it's on uh, what Jesus had to say about hell. Uh, why does there need to be a hell, and what the hell is heaven? It's a good show Uh, you're gonna I'm gonna drop it into this feed as well and so you're gonna be able to listen to this one for free Uh, so think of this as kind of a supplementary to that show even though this is going to drop a few minutes before that one so uh, once again this is not directly about hell this is just a guy who is in the process of thinking through hell and writing a book on hell and this is how his thought processes go so with that in mind Let's, uh, let's give it a listen.
2: Lately, there have been a lot of discussions about hell. And, and it's been good because it's caused me to restudy what I've always believed about hell. And, and it's interesting because some of the things that I thought were so clear, they're really not that clear in Scripture. And then there's other truths that I thought were, you know, questionable. And yet the more I study,
0: I go, wow, that's actually crystal clear. Okay, I got to stop you right there, brother. Um, I know we do. We we haven't even gotten out of the introduction of the day. Uh, this I find this to be a damning indictment against the things
1: I've always believed about hell. I went back and studied the things I always believed. Ah, yay!
0: Yeah. So um, that is that is not something that I pulled out of this. What I did pull out was the idea that. There were some thoughts of his that were clear to him uh, and things that were unclear to him. But then after going back, those things that were unclear are clear and those things that were clear are now unclear. The indictment is that there is no way to check your work. So uh, you, you think you've got a clear picture after prayerfully, carefully studying the Bible, You've got a clear picture on what it says about a a topic. And then you go to sleep and you wake up the next morning uh, and it's completely reversed. You you have, you have zero ways to check your work and know which if either of of those opinions that you have held are correct.
1: So that's actually parallel to my, uh, my problem with the things he always believed. Now, I'm I'm sure he doesn't mean um, that, you know, he just magically had these thoughts about hell. That's, that's, not, my, uh, that's not my accusation here. Um, but if he always believed some things about hell, uh, there is a little bit of a problem because when we're, when we're considering a proposition, the default position about the, the truth or falsity of the proposition should be, I don't know. Now, maybe maybe that is a part of his history, that at some point he didn't know what to think about hell. But that's not what he said, is it? What he said is, I went back and studied the things I always believed about hell. And, and so for me, it's wrong out of the gate. I hope that's not what he meant. I hope at some point he was, uh, he was critical of the idea of hell, but it doesn't sound like it, does it? Because oh, it he so, went back it, and studied and the right things were wrong and the wrong things were right. I mean, it's, it's, it's wrong out of the gate
0: for me. Sounds like, um, I don't know if critical is the word, but he he had, and he had uh, was a person of two minds. Some things were clear and some things were unclear. Okay, I respect that. But the fact that, you know, when you look at it again, then those are completely reversed. And then when you look at it again, other things will be clear, and other things will be unclear. And, you know, there's no there's no way to, you know, your feeling that a thing is clear doesn't mean that it's clear. And you have right. no idea which of your many opinions that you held were right. And I know that I experienced this when I was a Christian. Uh, because if, if people ask me, well, what did you believe when you were a Christian? Uh, the answer is all of it. All of it, just at different times, but uh, all of it. So what what age you know what period in my life are you asking about
1: (laughs) right And, and isn't there some point here where um if he means maybe he's just being hyperbolic right maybe this is just a little bit of alliteration that's fine i don't have a problem with that but if he actually means that uh when he went back and studied the things he always believed about hell and the things he thought were right were wrong, the things he thought were wrong were right or worse to that effect. Shouldn't that have created a moment of pause where he said, uh, you know, I started over a third time because, in fact, I don't have any idea what's right and wrong here. And, and let me go back and see if hell is even a thing. That's what's getting me here. He doesn't go back and say, um, you know, I had to reconsider not whether uh, some representation of hell was true or false, but whether there was a hell at all.
0: Yeah, well, I think what he should have reconsidered is whether the Bible was worth reading and following at all. Because if you, sure. if you can't know whether the clear things are actually clear, <laughs> um, then you can't. I mean, what's the point? I'm, I'm not sure what you're getting out of it, because you, you think you have a pretty clear understanding about the important issues right now. But then those change the next time you read it. The real question is, what what am I doing here uh, with this book at all? Uh, let's see what he says next. he's got to, we got to let him get out of the gate.
2: The one thing that's definitely come out of this study of this topic is, wow, it's been so humbling and so sobering. I mean I, I know that i've I've struggled with uh, pride my whole life, but that's kind of revealed it to a completely different level. Okay, hey, look, I, so, I'm
0: sorry. No, um, I, hate, I hate it when Christians talk about being humble in this way. Um, yes, none of us knows everything about everything, but we know something about something. You know, we're not six. You know, we, we grew up to adulthood. We went to school. We did okay. We read a few books. Uh, we're not we're not stupid but he's he's got he representing the Christian here has to reassess his ability to read words from a book and comprehend what they mean to the point that he says yeah i just i just have to be more humble i've been so so um you know i've been i've been struggling with uh, arrogance and with humility with pride i think uh, was his word and I don't, I don't know what that means. His pride is that he he read words and was confident that he knew what they meant. That's not a bad thing. And if we were talking about some other work, we would we would actually um, expect, you know, if we're if we're um, you know taking literature, say from a literature teacher, we would expect them to have an opinion about what they're teaching. I don't, I don't want them to approach everything with so much humility that you. They can't. They can't have an opinion or express an opinion, at all. And this seems like Christians saying, you know, as humans, he's it, setting this up. I think um, that you shouldn't have an opinion, or you should be very careful about having any kind of opinion regarding religion. And you should you should distrust yourself if you feel yep. confident about your opinion, especially if your opinion's not mine.
1: Ah, so that was, uh, I'm going to keep zeroing my sights and, and, uh, and uh, hold my fire uh, for a moment because he's, a, he's about to make hash of this and I think he's going to do it exactly the way you said. Um, he's going to say, all you people uh, that, that think you understand hell, uh, I don't think you're looking at all the right evidence. And uh, if, you just, if you just read my book, if you just understand it the way I understand it. If you just have the sort of humility that I have and you, and you read my book and do the work I did, then you'll have, then you'll have the right understanding of hell. And, um, you know, give him credit for burying the lead, right? Because whatever his idea of hell is, uh, we don't get it by minute nine.
0: He never, no, he never talks about it. <laughs> uh, I, I do. I, so as much as I want to hit the yellow button, uh, this one's uh, yellow today.
1: Um, That's interesting.
0: I um, I have to say, stop dropping your monitor, man! You just (laughs) yeah, no. I am going to um. I I think you've I think you've um, said it. Well, there um, because I've heard Christians, in fact, uh, every Christian that I've interacted with, uh, who you know is, of an academic bent, over the last few years, has said something very much like this. You know, if you have read what I've read and studied what I've studied, then you would come to better conclusions. So you should be humble about your conclusions. Now, while they're saying that, they're not particularly humble about their conclusions, um, but I should be humble about mine so that I can come to theirs. And, and maybe the, the strongest example of that, uh, two people, when I spoke to Lydia McGrew and also Jonathan McClatchy, they, they said mostly the same things. Uh, they don't see any way that a person could disagree with them about the topic that we were uh, discussing at the time. If they had read, if they knew the body of information that they knew, then you should come to the same conclusion. And there's, it's not reasonable to, to come to a different conclusion once you've, once you've availed yourself of the evidence, that's the, and by the evidence, they mean the evidence that they present.
1: Right. And by the way, um, I, he goes on a bit of a tear in a moment about uh, thinking we're experts. I, I just want to say uh, up front so that we get this expert uh, appeal out of the way. I have no idea what this guy's credentials are and whatever they are. He doesn't bother to list them. So uh, maybe I'm not a maybe I'm not an expert on hell. Uh, he hasn't given me any reason to think he is.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go for a full minute. Okay. <laughs> Without interrupting this. Now you do not and have. I'm to. gonna
1: wait at least twenty five seconds before I say anything.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. I doubt that you're ever going to need to stop this because I'm just gonna stop it every ten seconds. Uh, but anyway, let me. I'm trying to do better. I'm turning over a new leaf. Here we go. The other
2: day, the image came into my mind of Romans 9, where God compares me to a piece uh, of clay. Out. And he says, you're, you're like a piece of clay, and I'm the potter. And so just that, I thought, wow. That means I'm like a piece of clay trying to explain to other pieces of clay what the potter is like. Okay, I gotta
0: stop you right there, brother. You are well on your way to being... Oh, that's you. shit crazy. Oh God! Um,
1: <laughs> hey, that was that, that was that was nicely done.
0: That's but that's this, the blue this, button, by the way.
1: Um, yeah, you still got to quit dropping your monitor. I'm telling you. Look, I, I don't know what's going on with this guy. Uh, uh, this this hurts my head. Why? Uh, look, let me collect those thoughts. You say something, and I'll collect my thoughts over this because he has really uh, he has really pushed the.
0: What? Well, God, God has revealed to him that, um, you know, we're pieces of clay that tell it when we talk to each other, right. it's as futile as one piece of clay talking to another piece of clay about what the potter is thinking. Uh, honestly, right. if you really believe that, if you really think that way, you shouldn't be writing a book.
1: Well, and, and if you do write a book, you should recognize the futility of writing the book because his basic argument is play has no hope and no right and no ground for understanding the Potter. So if that's true, if, if he really wants that argument up front, um, then, then there's nothing that he can say that should convince
0: me, right? And he and he gets this from a text in in the Bible, Romans uh, nine. Romans nine, yeah. He 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 gets this from that as if that is something describing reality. So uh, yeah, good. Point. You know, he's he's dropping this insight. Man, I'm just a piece of clay talking to another piece of clay about the pot. Shut up! That that's just an image written down in a book it is not uh, a a physics or or biology textbook describing reality you are not like a piece of clay talking to another piece of clay that is that is in fact a very harmful uh, and untrue image of what we are uh, as human beings you've taken humility too far
1: look i don't have a problem with epistemic humility i think it's a great idea uh, epistemic humility, philosophical charity, um, working our hardest to understand the other person's viewpoint—even we even if we disagree—I am on board with every bit of that. However, um, when someone says to you, uh, "Hey, don't you think it's a great idea uh, to to take a whole bunch of people prisoner and uh, and and you know perform some terrorist act?" Have you, haven't you taken humility too far there if you, if you want to hear them out?
0: Okay. Uh, I got to stop I'm, you right there. I'm not there. saying you, you're, he's a terrorist. You're, okay. you're going too far. Too far. We're getting there. There okay. may be another opportunity to press the blue button. Um, okay. All right. Here we go.
2: Think about that for a second. I did. It shows the silliness for any of us to think that we're an expert on him. Our only hope is that he would reveal to us what he is like and then we can just repeat those things and, and so where are you getting your insight from verse 9 he talks about how he explains his way to those who are humble and so I'm going hey God I want to be humble then because I got to know the truth about you humble me so me if we're not humble to talk to us and that that's why I've been I've been concerned as I've listened to some of the discussion about hell and I and read some of these things that are written, because I'm going, wow. The tone in which we use. I, I mean, we gotta be careful here. We, we have to guard ourselves against, first of all, heartlessness. I, I mean, do you understand what we're talking about? We're talking about real people here. We can't just have these theological discussions about a doctrine when we're we're talking about people's eternal destinies here at so the same real. time. And, and then I it think is. about the carelessness. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we can't be careless in this discussion. We can't just argue for our point of view or what we think is right. And so we present our case and we neglect all the other evidence. Man, do, do you understand what we're dealing you? with here? what
0: other by the way what other evidence hey. what are you talking about um where is where is this evidence that you're talking are you talking about some ramblings in a in a old book do do you have anything else no he
1: he doesn't and this is for me the most infuriating bit of this video is this this is the implicit appeal to his own to his own righteousness that Everybody else's case that has been presented has somehow ignored the evidence. And, and, and he's got this book, uh, Erasing Hell. Right? So he's got this book. And, and this book actually compiles all of the evidence. But he's going further than that. And, and it's really important. He's going further than that. He's saying, not only have I compiled all of the evidence, but I'm going to interpret it for you. And after laying it all out and reading my interpretation, you can't possibly think that I came up with the wrong conclusion.
0: So, uh, you and I had a conversation earlier today. Um, I almost said I'm, I'm going to open the kimono, but uh, that makes you cringe. I understand that, that, uh, that you're uncomfortable with that. You yeah, so, well,
1: they, they definitely lose your family-friendly rating. When you what, I, the,
0: what I'm going to do is is open the curtain. Um. Instead. Uh, oh, okay. I, mean,
1: I don't know if that's better, but let's find out.
0: <laughs> I'm going to expose what we were doing earlier today. Is that better?
1: Uh, so I'm going to open the kimono. Look, I'm sorry, my ears are bleeding. Did you say <laughs> so, something?
0: Else? So, um, we were having a conversation, uh, uh, about this. I was, I was livid, um, about a thing, and then um, I called you because. You're the only one who answers your phone when I get like this. Um, so, um, the thing that I really I was, could use
1: a little certain. I really could use foreknowledge. By the way, <laughs>
0: really, what you've got is our are, are years of experience. You should you should know better. <laughs> <laughs> so, at this point, it's on you. Uh, <laughs> Look,
1: it's it's my humility thinking things are going to be different. <laughs> so, okay, we, okay sorry.
0: Go we ahead. talked about how. It seems, I mean, Christians argue as if they believe that a claim is equal to evidence. If, if uh, someone yeah. makes a claim, then it must be evidence. And if it's, if it's written down, then it must be evidence. And if you reject it, you're rejecting the evidence. And
1: mm-hmm. if
0: you ask them, what do you mean by the evidence? Where's the evidence? Well, it's written down right here, you see, in this book. And, uh, and people said that other people saw it. So you see, <laughs> that's evidence. Uh, what this guy is doing, he's he's used the ev- evidence word, the E word, a couple of times here. Uh, and, and he talks about taking in all of the other evidence. This that- is a person who believes he has any evidence at all. When all of the evidence he has are, are ancient stories written in often poetic and very confusing language, in a book,
1: yeah, I'll uh, I'll plus one that. Uh, the, the very reason, uh, the very reason that I don't accept the New Testament so is why I don't know how many crossover listeners you're going to have from uh, from skeptics and seekers. And I'm pretty and sure that the, there are a lot of
0: cross dresser listeners.
1: What did you say? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, something different from that, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Um, and but that's awkward. And, there probably there'll probably be some some su listeners uh over there too but I, I guess um, now I've completely lost the threat what well, look well done those well <laughs> <laughs> you did you you won uh what was what was your last point you completely had, I don't know completely threw uh, me uh let's see. it was uh, a yeah,
0: how uh, claims equals evidence and in, in how this oh, guy is talking about right. evidence in a way that only a Christian would would talk about evidence.
1: Right. That is, that is actually the reason that I don't believe the Old and New Testament. The, these miracle claims, and he's going to get to some, right? And make no mistake about it, uh, boys and girls, if you believe in hell, you're believing in the magic fairyland. You don't have any concrete evidence of it. Hell, I know, I know that people are scared of it, but it's as, it's as rational to be scared of Shannara, uh, sorry, fantasy fiction uh, reference. It's as rational to be scared of Shannara as it is of hell. You don't have good evidence for either one, and uh, and And this idea that um, if someone turned water to wine, you should believe in hell is a nonsense. no look i don't even I don't even care if somebody died, was buried, resurrected, and ascended. It doesn't tell you anything about the properties of hell. nothing
0: so um
1: Claims I, in a book. That's where you were. Yeah, right? claims in a book. Let's, so, it, yeah, I, it, when Christians
0: use them. evidence this way, I just want to stop them every time. Um, I, just, I just want to – let me stop you right there. What, what, are, you ta- what are you calling evidence? <laughs> um, the answer is claims in a book. Here we go.
2: No, we got to lay everything on the table and go, look, it's your destiny at stake. So I want to just present all of the facts, everything I can think of in this book, and let you decide, not sway you. Just go, look, here's everything I see. we got to make a decision about
0: this. And, and then- Don't what you see. Maybe the,
2: the thing I'm most concerned about is, is this arrogance. Look, in Isaiah 55, God says, your thoughts are not like my thoughts, and your ways are not as my ways.
0: Okay, yeah, great. So here's the thing. Uh, if God's thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts, why is he, why is he fooling with us? Uh, he, did, he did create us, so he could have made our thoughts a little bit higher <laughs> so that we could grasp his. Uh, he didn't have to make us like earthworms. Uh, so uh, that's a choice. Uh, that that he made, if that's the case. but once again, if if you think that God, his thoughts are so much higher than yours, what makes you think that there is anything that you can do to grasp his thoughts? what What makes you think that? What makes you what miracle does God grant you that you can somehow get enough insight to even have an opinion about any of this stuff
1: right and And by the way, as a, as a as a sort of necessary follow-on to that, I think. Uh, let, let's say he's right. Um, by the way, Isaiah 53, used an awful lot. Um, pretty pretty tired territory. But let's say he's right. He's right. God's thoughts are not like our thoughts. Uh, and, and so we, we can't understand him. But then surely one of the possibilities is that I am, I am right just by coincidence and there really is an evil, right? He's trying to use this this tool of manipulation and of obfuscation to say that that somehow he has managed to properly interpret the uninterpretable. But if that's the ground he wants uh, to stand on, then one of the very reasonable conclusions is um, there's just an evil God out there tinkering with us because we couldn't understand that God any better.
0: Let me let me just also add a, a quick thought here, uh, because we all don't have the same mental capacities. And so in some ways, my thoughts are much higher than, you know, certain other people's thoughts. My, my thoughts are much higher than, you know, a six-year-old's thoughts. And I think that's probably true. Uh, and then a physicist's thoughts are much higher than my thoughts, uh, so we there, there are some ways where I can where I can understand that. But here's the thing: uh, I still need physicists to explain things at my level if they want me to believe them. So when I when I read um, a book on physics, which I which I sometimes do for fun, um. Because it's interesting uh, to, to learn deeper secrets about how the universe works. Uh, so when I, when I read those books, I'm challenging myself, but if it's a good uh, physicist, and the people I read are tend to be really good at explaining difficult concepts and in, in breaking them down in ways that a more average person can understand them. That the job of someone whose thoughts are higher than yours is to break down his thoughts so that you can understand them. Um, someone, I can't remember who, um, who coined this, but uh, someone once said that you don't really understand a thing unless you can explain it to a child so that they can uh, understand that
1: was, it. Um, that was Richard Feynman. Yes, Richard, who, who Richard
0: Feynman, also one of my favorite uh, physicist teachers. Uh, talk about a man who can break things down so that you can understand them, and and in, uh, in such a way that you're excited to hear what he says next. Um, his right. thoughts are way higher than your thoughts. I I promise they are, but he he doesn't. He's not satisfied with that. He's he's right. making it so that his thoughts can be accessible to you as well. That's what God. This is the thing about God. If God's thoughts are really that high, then what he should be doing is making his thoughts more accessible to us instead of saying. Uh, don't use your mind, just trust me, my thoughts are higher than yours. And, and that's the end of it. And if you, if you try to figure this out on your own, or if you try to think for yourself, I'm going to punish you for it. That's not the correct response for someone who honestly, truly has higher thoughts.
1: Right. And so we've got this, uh, we've, we've got this book that he calls Scripture, uh, the, the Christian Bible, the Old New Testament, and he does contend at the end that God wrote this book. Now, look, ne- never, mind, never, never mind history. Uh, we'll just throw that out. But we, we got this book. And he thinks that there are things in this book that can be understood. But why would I conclude that? And if I do conclude that, let's just say that I do. Just say that I think the Bible is something uh, that we could reasonably understand then it should be the case, because there are uh, moral pronouncements and courses of action and, uh, and all kinds of literature, right? We've, we've got history and, and we've, got, uh, we've got alliteration, There's, uh, there are parables and, and, uh, and the list goes on and on, right? So poetry, we've got all kinds of things in this book. So we're expected to think that we can understand those things. But God's decisions about the, about the outcome of humanity, well, those decisions are somehow categorically different. They are, they are so substantially different that he can't use any words to explain those. Now, we understand poetry. We understand figures of speech. Uh, we understand some pretty deep mysteries about the universe. But this, these, these moral pronouncements and outcomes and his decisions are things that we can't understand. And, and so maybe I'm just not humble enough.
0: Oh, you're definitely not humble enough. Um,
1: <laughs> but, I don't, but I don't buy it because it seems to me that if we are expected to understand the morality uh, of the Bible, and if God is using that morality, then we should be able to, you know, he's just, he's just holding his cards too close. Well, so
0: let's, uh, let's see what he has uh, to say next. My, my finger is itching to press this blue button again.
2: Is that why? As high as the heavens are above the earth, that's, that's how much higher my ways are than your ways. And that's how much higher my thoughts are than your thoughts. So when we begin an argument with, well, I wouldn't believe in a God who would, who would what?
1: Please stop. Please press stop just for a second. Don't uh, worry. This, I, I, was, <laughs> I was in the
0: process of stopping anyway.
1: This, this bugs me. This is This is a thought error that drove me crazy the first two times through this, and now this is the third time. This drives me crazy. Um, He is suggesting that the reason non-believers don't believe in God, this, this Christian concept, is because of some sort of morality play. But that is not at all the case. I don't accept the existence of a Christian God, and it has nothing to do with ethics. Now, look, if he were there, I would have ethical problems with the Christian God. But my lack of belief in a Christian God has nothing to do with the morality of the situation.
0: Right. Now, where where morality can uh, play a part is philosophically. Uh, If if the Christian says, God is all good, but then you describe a God that is not all good and uh, is evil, then you can say philosophically, then I don't believe in that God. Because you've described a contradiction, can't exist. You've you've described a contradiction, and so if you're saying I have to believe in an all-good God, you haven't presented one yet. (laughs) Um, So that's that's one way that that uh, could come in. But I take your point. You don't see when I stopped uh, believing, uh, when I stopped, when I lost my faith in Christianity, I hadn't fully lost my faith in God. Uh, That is to say, belief in God. I just came to believe that He was uh, that. He wasn't such a good guy, but I still believed that he existed. And so the, the, the rest of my time uh, was you know, was spent reconciling that until I actually finally came to believe that he didn't exist. But um, I, I still thought that he existed, and so it, it doesn't matter actually whether God is a good God or a bad God as to whether he exists or not. Um, once again, philosophically, you can make that argument, but I wasn't, I wasn't being that philosophical. Uh, so it it is, it is a little bit of a straw man, uh, to put it all on morality. I think the morality issue is a big issue. Don't get me wrong. I think that is a big issue. And what, what people are saying is if that's really who God is, uh, I don't, I don't want to play for that team. And I don't, I don't want to play for the other team either, but. I'm I'm certainly not excited about that, you know. I don't I don't want to root for a football team that's led by a bunch of anti-vaxxers. You know, they they may be my favorite player and my favorite team, but n- now I'm just I'm not going to watch the game if they if they make it to the big game. I don't I don't care. I'm not I'm not going to throw my support behind them anymore. And that's that's I think how a lot of people get um to uh to it plays. That's one station along the way from from being all the way out. It's not actually all the way out. It's just one station along the way.
1: Yeah. yeah. So look, that that was that was uh, that was rightly drawn. Uh, there is there is a, a philosophical objection that can be raised here about uh, uh, you know about the the contradiction of an all good God who who does things that are apparently reprehensible. So uh, and and it is possible to disbelieve on those grounds. So that. Uh, that was uh, that was well discerned. Um, but that is not why I don't believe. And I don't think I'm alone. There, there are a great many of us uh, who don't believe, and it doesn't have to do with morality. In fact, I think we both said uh, together and separately, um, you know, if, if the Christian God showed up today, I would believe in it. Yeah. But I wouldn't worship
0: him. Right. And, and I mean, to your point, separate th- issues. most atheists that I have spoken to, uh, especially early on when I started uh, reaching out to, to other non-believers, they didn't think that God was evil. This is actually a new thought <laughs> for a lot of atheists. Right. Uh, right. They, uh, they stopped believing he was real. It, it, even to this day, there are many atheists who think that the God of the stories is a good God. They don't they don't they don't think he's an evil god they just don't know the stories very well they haven't thought it through any uh, more now than they did when they were Christians but to suggest that that's why they left is uh, is kind of just straw man uh, atheists. And, and so I just wanted to acknowledge I understand what you're railing um, uh, against there yeah thanks all right I, uh, I I was gonna say something else but I there's more it gets worse do some
1: fingers itching again. <laughs>
0: or think in a way that's different from the way you think? Okay, I'm sorry. So what he's doing is he's setting up, uh, just real quick, he's setting up this idea that no matter what you believe intellectually or emotionally or morally, you should ignore that. You should, you should set that aside so, <laughs> that you can, so that you can accept your God beliefs. Because the God belief is always going to be more important, and you, you should simply abrogate uh, your intellect and your emotion and your uh, moral compass in favor of belief in God. Uh, this is this is a moral idea, an immoral idea. Uh, an immoral idea uh, we we will get there in just a minute, but um, I, j- I just wanted to that's that's what I wanted to say a minute ago. Yep. And Yeah. Yep. Um, so he's 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 setting that up. This is what really this whole uh, video is about uh, when you think about it.
2: Do you ever even consider the possibility that maybe the creator's sense of justice is actually
0: more developed than yours? No.
1: What does that mean?
0: Yeah, I, the answer is no. When, when your sense of justice looks like uh, 3,000, 4,000-year-old uh, barbarians who themselves were not the height of civilization in advancement at the time. It, uh, <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were not the top of the totem pole there. So, um, yeah, their God, I, I don't consider that their God has a more advanced sense of just, justice than I do. Francis, so and, and no.
1: If he does this, this, <laughs> this, this Christian construct, if this God has a more developed sense of justice and I throw mine on the scrap heap, okay, now, now what? Um, the Christian God has a more developed sense of justice than mine. I have decided uh, that my morality is useless. I've thrown it on the scrap heap. Now what? And here's why I ask now. I, I can hear the answers, folks. Slow down. I know you're thinking, but but now all you have to do is follow God's sense of justice. I, I, I know you're. I, I hear it. And my question to you is, how?
0: I, I look. We don't know what it is. What is his sense of justice? If, I, I how mean, do I
1: follow it? I've I thrown my reason on the scrap heap.
0: I thought justice would have said, you know, slavery is wrong for uh, for uh, all time for all people. I, I thought I would have thought that that would have been um, uh, justice. I'm clearly wrong about that. But if I'm wrong about that, then how can I be right about the next thing? I don't know what I don't know because. I've, I've put, I've, I have to set aside my sense of justice. My sense of justice is obviously wrong, and I've got to put it aside. This is, this is what I'm talking about, uh, abrogating your responsibilities as a, as a human. Uh, this actually builds to a crescendo, though. So I, I'm going to hit the uh, button because it gets worse. And that maybe his love and his mercy are perfect,
2: and that you no. could be the one that is flawed. No. No, that doesn't See, occur when to me. we make statements like well God wouldn't do this, would he do you understand at that moment you're actually putting God's actions in submission to your reasoning
0: Yes yes I am I'm putting God's <laughs> actions in submission to my reasoning um because because I have to make judgments about I have to make a choice, right? This is what Christians want me to do—to make a choice about whether to follow and serve this God. So part of that choice is evaluating His actions uh, and and seeing if He's someone I want to follow.
1: Right. So so what is the alternative? The alternative is to say, okay, fine, um, I am going to accept that all of the acts in the Old Testament and New Testament were authored by God. So so yes, he uh, he allowed the taking of women as as war prizes, um, he allowed slavery, uh, he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, he saw all the thoughts of man and that they were evil and he flooded the world. Uh, he gave his only begotten son uh, to die for you. So, okay, fine. You, you, is, that, is that the ground that you are asking me to, uh, to accept? Okay, fine. But you didn't do yourselves any favors. Right. I mean, you don't do yourselves any favors by saying, uh, by by me saying, well, I don't think a God would do that. Well, I don't
0: believe in that God. You know, yeah, the ethical so, dilemma. And by the way, no right. one says I don't think a God would do that. They say I don't think a loving God would do that. You know why? Right. Because but, we know we know something about what love is, right? We we say that I don't think a just God would do that because we know something about justice. Um, and so th- those qualifiers really matter, and uh. You know, if we are, see, here's the thing: we are asked, demanded to evaluate these things all the time, because if we hear, if we hear a voice in our head that says, "Go kill that person over there," I, the Lord, said so, then the Christian would say, "No, wait a minute. Does that sound like something God would tell you to do?" So you're supposed to evaluate it then, but, but uh, we can't evaluate any other actions that were supposedly done by him uh, as being good or bad or reasonable or in keeping with the law of love or, or whatever. We, we we're just not, we're supposed to not evaluate. So what is the alternative to not evaluating? It's blind faith. That is the alternative. It's, I, I can't look at it. I can't evaluate it. I can't see for myself. Just close your eyes, close your ears, do blind faith and just, just go
1: yeah i i find this part of the video uh, uh distinctly uh, I, I find it painful i really do i find it uh, uh i find it hard to listen to uh to you say oh well um you know your skepticism that a loving god would do this is misplaced so okay fine you you, <laughs> you want me to abandon my skepticism of a god that would would do this kind of thing. This, this is the God you want me to accept—the God that uh, that tells the Jews to go take women as war prizes.
0: So, as as okay. it's coming up, you're gonna—that is exactly what he's saying, folks. We're not strawmanning this man.
1: <laughs> no, this is my third time. Look, my ears are bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> no, here's,
0: here's 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 more of him in his own words. You're in essence saying, well, God
2: wouldn't think that way or act that way because I wouldn't act that way or think that way. And, and yet, if when I read the scriptures, man, all through this book, I go, God, there are some things you say that I would never say. There are things you do that I wouldn't think to do. I, I mean, even from creation, I go, so Adam and Eve sinned, and..." So you're going to put a curse on the earth? See, I wouldn't think to do that. And then there's other Good passages for you. that are even more difficult for me to stomach. Like Exodus 32, where the people sin and God tells His priests, here's what I want you to do. I want you each to grab a sword, strap it to your side, and then I want you to run back and forth. And I want you to just start killing people. Some of them will be your brothers, your friends, because of this sin. And I'm reading that, and 3,000 people dying going, wow, did you just do that? Or to think about the story of Job and go, really God? It, It seemed like he was one of, if not the most faithful man on earth, and you're gonna have his family die? You're gonna have all of his possessions take away? You're gonna have him, you're gonna let him be struck with these sores all over his body and suffering? then i get to the cross and i go really god these people have acted so wickedly and so your response is going to be i'll have my son my perfect son my only son my beloved son
1: you're not helping your case
2: himself and take the form of one of these human beings and I'm gonna let these other human beings torture him, spit on him, nail him to a cross, and then you're gonna have him pay for the crimes of everyone else? I go,
0: I would never have thought to do that. And yet, and yet, he still concludes that this God is worth following, which is why what he is saying is That's
1: crazy,
0: <laughs> <laughs> folks. Just consider the litany yeah. of of horrors that he that that he cited there. Now, understand this about this guy: he's no progressive. He believes that these. Yeah, no, he believes that these things literally happened. So, if you if you're looking for solace there, you are wrong. These are these are things that he accepts happened. These are things that he accepts that God ordered, literally, and and he sees the horror of it with his own moral good sense. It, it, he sees it. And he's think, he's like, oh man, that's really tough to swallow. But okay, see that's <laughs> <but> okay. <laughs> I'll I'll do it. I'll swallow it. Uh, that's fine. I wouldn't have. That's that's not a choice I would have made. But uh, okay. Uh, you know best. Thank you may have another. <laughs> so this is this is where you have simply walked away from the most important part of your humanity. When when your own yeah, moral sense is telling you that that guy is a monster, but you have already uh made. The decision, the presuppositional decision that whatever God says has gotta be good. And if I don't think it's good, I must be wrong. So, okay. I'll I'll hatchet that person to death, sure. Um, I don't I don't know that I
1: should invoke this. It seems uh, it it seems like uh slightly. Like are we, that are taste. we going
0: are we going to the Abraham test? Don't don't make me bleep that see, out. I've got it, a see, bleep button. It.
1: See, 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 stop it. Yes, um, that's, that's what this guy is, uh, is proposing. But Actually, don't have the bleep button
0: loaded up because I would have pressed it if I did.
1: <laughs> so, so the Abraham test is bad. But, but what this guy is actually proposing is much, much, much worse. 24 million people killed in World War II. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it, it's the Abraham test, 24 million times. But those are the Jews. So so maybe maybe in some way they don't count because they're not part of the Christian covenant because they're Jews. OK, what about the Christians that lost their lives in the in the first century? They, they just don't they just don't count you know, all for the glory of God. Or, or maybe 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 he just thinks, well, all of those people, they just lost their lives so that history could get down to me so that I could be saved. And that to me is the is the necessary conclusion here. All Christians, they're all playing the Abraham test. They're they're all playing the Abraham test all day, every day. All of the world's sin and suffering in the Christian framework, it's okay. Why? Because they get that's right, because they get they get a bite of the cosmic oatmeal cookie when it's all said and done. And and it's I find that
0: repugnant. By the way, uh, just a quick shout out to Peter, one of my favorite uh, people. Uh, how you doing, Peter? Um, I know that Peter does not believe we've been in, in some conversations about uh, this. so I'm just shouting out right here um, about substitutionary atonement. Peter does not believe in substitutionary atonement. But when I say, look, the uh, vast majority of Christians do, uh, this guy is right down the fat middle of Christianity, uh, and what he is describing is uh, substitutionary atonement. Uh, your argument is not with me, uh, Peter. So when I, when I talk about Christianity and what Christianity is, what Christians believe, what Christians say, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, and for anyone who wants to listen to the Free skeptics and Seekers Sunday Sermon, 4S, we will be going over, when I say we, I mean mostly me and whoever can wrangle in to join me every now and then, uh, going over what preachers are actually saying on Sunday in the pulpit to average people like you. This is what they say. This is what they teach. Uh, I will be covering different denominations from different parts of the world. This is what they say. This is this is the fat middle of it. Uh, I am not strawmanning Christianity. You are misrepresenting Christianity when you try to pretend like it's something else.
1: All right. I think I, I think I lost Andrew. I'm here. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I just bored him to death.
2: Here we go. And then 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 you get to the end and 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 Revelation twenty how the story ends and I go oh God. You're gonna do that to one of your created beings where he takes the devil. In in Revelation 20 verse 10, it says the devil, this is God's creation, who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. And I read that, I go, really? tormented day and night forever and ever. And then in verse 15, if anyone's name was not found written in the book
0: of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Hey, I just want to say this, this guy, I think he's tipping his hand here. I haven't read his book. I have no intention of it. I think he's tipping his hand uh, as he's been doing uh, throughout this whole time. He's a literal hellfire and brimstone guy. He, by the way, just like the vast majority of everybody, <laughs> um, he, he this is he reads these passages quite literally. Um, I think there are good reasons to. There are also good reasons to uh, read them in other ways. So I'm not saying that there's no argument for the other side. But this guy sees hell exactly the way you and I see hell, Andrew, uh, the way we were taught to <laughs> see hell. This is the way Christians in the pews are taught to see hell. And this is, this is what they think God will be doing to the devil and his angels. But also, as, as he's uh, said here, to anyone whose name is not written in the book, folks, that might be you. And, and yet he's going to justify that, we got, that God is still sovereign and he's still just. But it, it's not that he's sovereign because... Oh, you've got the wrong idea about what he's doing. No, this is the idea he has about what God is doing. You just have the wrong idea of whether it's just or not.
1: Right? Look, i, I don't buy the uh, i don't i don't buy that he's morally outraged. In fact, he doesn't say that he's morally outraged. He's sort he's sort of trying to to leave the idea right that that he's that he doesn't think like God, and that and that the rational part of him. Says God, that seems morally outrageous that you would uh, that you would burn most people in hell forever. Right? Look, like, I don't know what percentage of people he thinks are going to heaven and what you are going to hell, but but he's pretty fundamental, right? So the numbers aren't good. Um, and and if he hears this and he wants to come back and 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 push that I'm wrong, that's fine because one is too many. Um, yeah, but different conversation. Here's my point. Uh, I'm not sure that he is morally outraged. And maybe he is. I'm, I'm not trying to be. An, he is outraged. But if he is, he's willing to place his moral outrage on the back burner, as it were, and say, OK, God, sure, it's fine. Right. Every, everything's fine. Everything.
0: There's right. nothing that God could do under this, under this way of thinking. There's nothing that God could do or order that, that you should get your back up about and say is not fine because you don't understand him. And this is this is exactly how Christians argue. And they they don't like to say that directly, but it, it translates to that. There's not there's zero things that God could do that you should question or 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 argue with in any way because his thoughts are so far higher than your thoughts. And whatever whatever it is he's doing that you don't understand that makes you uncomfortable and queasy, uh, you know, the fact that he's going to burn billions of people and torture them in hell for all eternity, well, you know what? Uh, you just don't understand the way God thinks. If you understood real justice, then you would you would rejoice with that idea.
1: It's, like, I don't have anything to add.
0: Uh, he he it's, does. He does. It's, yep. <laughs>
2: look, there are a lot of things in this book that I go, wow, God, you did that, you thought that, I wouldn't think that and I wouldn't have done that. But when I come to those passages and when you come to those passages, does it even enter your mind that maybe he knows something that you don't know? Look, it's not even
1: even good reasoning. (laughs) Look, Look, there's a problem here. Let's say there's a God, let's just pretend for a moment that there is, and that this God knows something I don't. There are are all kinds of things that all kinds of people know that I don't know. That doesn't mean that their ethical decisions are somehow disguised in a a veil of of obscurity that is impossible for me to judge. That is not the kind of thing we're talking about here. Ethical decisions, The, the idea that we want the best for the people around us, is not a sophisticated, complicated uh, idea that we can't get inside and look at. And so what I want to know is why he thinks it is. And the answer, I think, he's he's already given the answer, it's because he actually doesn't understand if there's a God, why he would allow women as war prizes, why he would have priests run to and fro, hacking people to death, why he would allow uh, Job, a devoted follower, to be to be tortured, why there would be billions in hell. He doesn't understand those things. And so he's, he's, he wants to say to us that these moral pronouncements and these moral actions of this supposed God are somehow so high and murky that our, that our judgment is no good. We've already said this, but it just, it just bears repeating that observing what is good and bad for the people around you is, is not some mercurial task that is impenetrable, and it's not even impenetrable on large scales.
0: Right, uh, morality is not, um complicated in the sense that you can't understand moral reasoning. Now we might disagree with one another about some of our moral decision making, but we, we negotiate these things and talk about these things in ways that we can understand each other. Uh, right. It's it, no one, you know, no one says, well, <laughs> there's always someone. <laughs> I would not, uh, try to con to, order you to accept my view of let's say vaccinations um, I, I wouldn't say look i've I've read more stuff than you do uh, than you have i've uh, I've been involved with more news uh, than you have I've interviewed uh, several scientists uh, so I have this opinion and you should just accept that you should just take that opinion no w- because it's it's fairly easy for me to explain to you why I feel the way I do. Uh it's you see, it's it's fairly it's fairly simple to talk about it. it. Whether whether I can make you agree with me or not is different, but I can explain it. It's you know, it's not it's not some high lofty concept. And the the things that we disagree on, it's it's not because I just don't understand what's in your head. No, we, we talk so that we can understand uh, what's in each other's head because it's not you know you don't need to be you don't need to have an IQ of one hundred and fifty to under to, to communicate a moral idea. Moral ideas are actually fairly simple to communicate, and so what God has to do if if he wants to say... Uh, yes, you should kill your kid for me, or I will kill my kid for you, and you shouldn't be horrified for that, because the moment he realizes we're horrified by that, what he should do is engage in conversation that that explains it to us. If it is truly moral, then we should be able to understand it. And if it's too great for us to understand, then we cannot, in fact, accept it in a way that counts as morality to us. Because we're not being moral, we're not engaging moral reason at all. We're just engaging in a blind obedience at that point. Uh, You know, I will. It's a little bit like being in the military. You know, at maybe lieutenants can have opinions because they're lieutenants. Privates can't have opinions. (laughs) At at least, uh, look, I I know that. I know (laughs) that uh, we've we've debated this before. There is a there is a certain point. In the military where you were low enough on the totem pole and you were cowed enough by your superiors so that you are not questioning the moral reasoning of the order. You are you are you receive the order and you follow the order, especially in a time of emergency, because uh, timeliness is important, especially if you're on a ship. You know, you've got to press the buttons. You've got to do the things quickly or else you're going to get sunk. Uh, so you don't have time to worry about whether the captain has given a moral order in that, in that sense. However, lieutenants and commanders, uh, they can debate it, at least for a little bit. You know, they can go into quarters, they can go in the meeting room and debate it. Um, and and I, would, I would suggest that if what God wants us to do is think morally, then we have to be promoted from uh, incense to uh, lieutenants so that we can engage in the moral conversation, so that when we obey God, it is with our full moral compass intact, rather than having to set aside our moral compass for blind obedience.
1: By the way, blind obedience, uh, if that's how you get to heaven, that also is not good enough for me. Um, So no, I don't think the the Christian God is painted as particularly moral. But let's say he is, and I'm just a zoo creature. Right? And, and so what I do is I uh, I scrap my judgments and the ways that I reach them. And uh, and I mechanically follow some set of rules uh, like a Turing machine would. Now, if you don't know what a Turing machine is, look it up. I uh, don't have time to explain it at the moment. Uh, so we just follow this tape like a Turing machine. And then we get the cosmic oatmeal cookie. There is no sense in which we deserved it. If we scrapped our own moral judgments and all we did was adopt somebody else's and that got us an eternal prize, I don't like that outcome either. There's no sense in which I deserve, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, I was just saying, that's exactly what Christians seem to be suggesting. Uh, Especially Christians like uh, Francis, this guy. Um, he um, he is suggesting that we, in fact, should not behave and think morally, ethically, uh, honorably. We should just be obedient and accept that God is higher than us in every way. And we should just do the thing, even if it makes our stomach turn. And... That's what faith is. By the way, you and I, we've had a lot of conversations about faith. Uh, we combined to uh, contribute to the faith chapter in Still Unbelievable. Um, and we have said this is what Christians mean by faith. And we got some pushback from that from some people. Mm. This is what this guy is describing.
1: Right. By the way, a second ago I said I don't like that outcome either. Uh, it, it's, not a, uh, it's not an emotional dislike, uh, just just for the record. When I say I don't like it, it is on the grounds that uh, anyone that receives that kind of prize, the, the story is written in such a way that you're supposed to do something to earn it, to deserve it at some minimal level. And if all you're deserving was based on you just scrapping everything that you think and adopting someone else's, that doesn't strike me as equitable. And so when I say, I don't like it, I mean on the grounds that it does not seem equitable to reward all of those people who don't think for themselves and just adopt a God's view and torture forever all of those who disagree.
0: Yeah, I'm, That's what
1: I mean by I don't like it.
0: I'm about to head into Sorry. red letters territory uh, when I say, but it, I, I'm, I'm reminded of when Jesus calls his disciples uh, and he just goes up to them while they're at work and says, uh, "Follow me." And they say, uh, uh, "Okay, okay." Um, they they don't ask sure. any critical questions. They um they they don't they don't even know they don't know who this guy is. They, uh, they've never met this guy. Um, this fishing gig is hard. Let's see if following you around is better. Right. Uh, so I mean, what Jesus wanted was he went and called. The kind of people who would engage no ethical qualms, ask any questions—they would just blindly do it. And and when we look at what they did, they ended up abandoning families, uh, wives, homes, uh, land for this guy. Um, and that would have been a fairly unethical thing to do, especially in that culture. They just said, look, he said uh, he told "Okay." Them to. Right. Uh, uh, you they, you know, they don't question it. Follow me. You've got to leave all the other things. Yeah, they don't they don't question it. They don't apply any uh, reasoning to it. They don't say, now hang, hang on. Explain to me why I should do this again. They don't they don't do any of that. Um, and that's the kind of model that that we see from a certain kind of from from. Christianity from a certain point of view. This guy is right down the middle of of that point of view. Let's finish up.
2: Yep. I have this ability to reason, and I have this level of morality, and so something in him must be off here, or I won't believe in him. Right. Right now, I'm writing a book. It's about hell. It's about one of those things where I think I, I miss God on it in some ways and I don't want to belittle him. I don't want to draw why? conclusions that are not true. Do you that's know why I'm asking you are. to pray for me because I know what there good is are that things gonna take? that I want desperately to be true. And I also know that, that, that there's a, a part of me that thinks God ought to do things a certain way. And I don't want to put okay. him under me. I, I want Why? to be honest and say, look, here's all that God has written. I don't want to draw any conclusions that, that aren't there. God I don't want to read it. into it too much. I just want to present this fairly, and I don't want to misrepresent him. And I want to Why encourage you as you discuss this. It's good that you discuss these things, but I'm asking you to do it with humility. Confess. <sighs> pray That's Fast. Right. And study diligently on this one because we can't afford to be wrong on this issue
0: hey, uh, you look there was uh, i didn't stop it because you said the you said the thing uh when he said pray for me and you said we're well, good with that do I uh, <laughs> hey Christians please weigh in weigh in on this here's this is it really annoys me when Christians ask other Christians to pray for them, and I'll tell you why it does. It shouldn't, uh, but maybe it should. Maybe it should annoy more people. Um, it, is, it is this. It is a way of signaling that I'm, I'm going yep. to be on the right path uh, because, look, I've studied and I've covered myself with prayer. So how could he possibly be wrong if he's got an army of Christians praying for him and God answers prayers, and so God's going to make sure He's on the right path. Um, I'm, I've been prayed for. I got God. God has steered me. He's kept me from making mistakes. Thanks for the prayers. This is this is a, this is an absurd. This is an absurd and offensive uh, notion that this guy's book, this guy's book, his opinion is going to be covered with prayer, and so it's going to be right. Um, and you guys approach it humbly. You better be humble because I, this book's been prayed over, buddy. Um, I got to know something
1: like this, this is going to, this is going to sound awful. Um, I, I know that it sounds awful.
0: I'm going to mute my mic. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to rage.
1: Yeah, look, just, look this is going to be awful. It, it's going to sound uh, satirical and, and quite polemic. It's not my, it's not my beat. It's not what I do. Uh, but I, but I do have this question. Um, so Christians think there's a power of prayer, that prayer can, can do all kinds of things. It can it can heal people. It can can magically bring verses into your mind. It can reveal the uh, the mysteries of the universe. Uh, that you know that this guy is sort of trying to appeal to. Okay, fine, fine. Then does that mean that the, the children's cancer wards that are that are full of children who aren't uh, uh, who who didn't do anything to deserve cancer? Is there some Christian praying for them to be there? Because guess what? Prayer's not getting them out. So is there a stronger prayer that's keeping them in? And if there's not, why is prayer not working for them? And in what way do you think it's gonna work for this guy to make a better book?
0: Um, Folks, Thanks for, uh, thanks for listening. Um, this is not an official episode of 4S. Just a teaser. I've actually... <laughs> Tell I've got, you not to have me back. <laughs> I've actually got a sermon queued up and ready to go on the subject of giving by Creflo Dollar um, as my um, first official Sunday sermon. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Warning beware of taking giving advice from evangelists named Dollar. <laughs> you, should, you should already be warned, okay? You should be... <laughs> why you should not fall for any of this and yet so many people we're gonna we're gonna listen to that sermon we're gonna go through it um when i say we i I just mean me (laughs) no but nobody wants to do this show with me um but i want to do it (laughs) and so uh however if uh some of you um sns alumni are out there and you would like to join me in the pew uh one of these weeks you don't even have to listen to the sermon in advance don't listen to it with the audience sit sit with me and uh, we'll listen to it together, and um, we'll uh, we'll see what's good to keep and what needs to be thrown out. And um, with that in mind, thanks, Andrew, for stopping by. And uh, now that the sermon is over, I understand there's a potluck going on, and I want to get in line. So, um,
1: preach the word and ate the bird. <laughs> 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 Okay. <laughs> oh, get
0: crazy! I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> that said, um, thanks everybody. We'll uh, we'll see you again real soon.